Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast, bringing DFS for the rest of us. Thank you for tuning into the show. Let's work together to make that wallet grow. I am your host, Mike the Fantasy Hitman Wright, joined per usual by some of my bestest buddies in the entire fantasy football industry. Chris Meany, how are you doing today? I always love the flow. Let's go get that dough. Come on. Hey. Oof. Okay. Okay, Ben. He is. He's coming out hot, so we're always doing the rhymes, man. I usually don't ben. partake, but I'm excited this week. You got to appreciate. Yeah. Ben Cummins, what do you got for us? I'm, I'm going to just tap out on the flow because that you guys balled out. Um, yeah. It is snowing outside. It feels like the season's been going on for forever, but it's week 11. And when you add on the playoffs, there's 20 total weeks. So we're only halfway through this thing. Let's uh, Let's gear up for a solid second half of the year finish here. So you bowed out on the rhymes. And then you used a word that, in fact, would have fit in with our rhyme scheme of snow. <laughs> ben Cummins, you are a failure as a human being. I didn't even what know you, which word it was. What are you doing? My goodness. Welcome to the podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome in. We're going to talk about some cash picks, some tournament picks, give you a, a lineup where we go head to head to head. See how see the process. How are we thinking about the weekend? And if you've joined the show before, also welcome into you. That and you know that means I'm getting right into the cash game picks. Straight cash, homie. All right, we're gonna go right to the humorless, rhymeless Ben Cummins. We're gonna let him give us some cash game quarterbacks. Well, there is a game that I like a lot that I think a lot of people are going to like, and it is worth the wait in the afternoon slate, and that is going to be the Eagles and the Saints. And let's go straight to my boy, Drew Brees, who you know I was very excited about coming into this season with uh, expecting their defense to take a step back and expecting you know the Mark Ingram suspension to play a role. That's what we've seen. I mean, Brees is in right now to me and to a lot of people a two-man race for that MVP with Pat Mahomes you know he is the veteran he's going to get a chance to get that veteran preference there that veteran deference um and so because of that uh you don't have to force it (laughs) it's supposed to be natural (laughs) uh he is right there and he ranks 11th in passing yards per game but everything else is right up there at the top. First incompletion percentage. He can't throw an incomplete pass to Michael Thomas. I completely, absolutely love it. He's tied for fourth in touchdown passes. The Saints' schedule has been great lately, and this is just another game. Uh, was 55 points. The over-under was a couple of days ago. It's in New Orleans, which we always love. 
and the matchup is there against an Eagles defense and an Eagles team that's struggling a little bit more than we thought that they would. Uh, They rank 23rd in passing yards allowed per game. They're middle of the pack in DVOA, and their secondary is banged up. They just lost Ronald Darby for the season. Jalen Mills, who... You know, you might argue that that's a, a, a benefit for this Eagles defense that he's hurt. He sat out last week. Uh, just another injury to throw out there. So I'm starting it at the top with Drew Brees as the stud play. What do you guys think about that? Oh, I love it. I love it. We always say when he's home in the dome, Drew Brees, you know, he's he makes you foam at the Ooh. mouth. Ooh, I like <laughs> yeah, it. Well, yeah. We're hitting him. I don't I, – <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we got you. Got to get some get some low plays in there as well, Ben. Do you want? Yeah, especially with this week. uh, Meany and I were talking right before we started. Like, there are so many stud running backs and stud wide receivers that we want to play. Like, I know I say that a lot, but this week more than any. So we definitely have to save money somewhere. And I'm looking to do it at quarterback right now in cash because I really like Dak Prescott's price at fifty two hundred dollars. If you kind of look at what he's been doing over the last month or so. He's been getting it done, and he's been helped by a rushing touchdown yeah, in three of the more. last four games, which, granted, rushing touchdowns, a little bit tough to predict, but he does give you that uh, upside and floor with his legs, as we always talk about in cash. We talk about it a lot with Cam Newton. Well, Dak's kind of done the same thing. He's fifth at the quarterback position in rushing yards with 256 on the year, and the matchup is is solid, uh, even though it's on the road, which we don't love, but it's against the Falcons, and the Falcons – have you know just been so generous to opposing offenses they're 30th in passing yards allowed per game and 29th in pass DVOA so I love the savings that Dak uh, gives to me especially with Amari Cooper in the fold now and making plays so that I can go get studs at running back wide receiver and maybe even Zach Ertz at tight end as well love it all right Chris Meany what do you got yeah, it's hard not to like Breeze. I mean, 12 touchdowns, zero picks at home, 80% completion percentage. So I, you're right, Ben. This Eagles secondary is, is certainly banged up. And I'm not sure if Jalen Mills is going to play. So we're going to look at Sidney Jones. He's only played a, a handful of games in the NFL. So it's going to be tough uh, for this defense to, to keep up with you know, Drew Brees and company. So it makes me kind of like Carson Wentz a little bit. And he's going to have to throw the ball to catch up. And it's not a bad matchup. I know the Saints defense has been a little bit better of late, but still the 10th most yards allowed per game, the second most passing year, yards allowed out per game and the ninth most points overall per game and just if you look from a fantasy standpoint the second most points allowed to quarterbacks and to wide receivers I know Ben's going to touch on Alshon Jeffrey uh, Zach Ertz why not so keep in mind this total you already touched on 56 points and then another quarterback that is and, and first of all well before I get to this other quarterback you look at DraftKings, if you play DraftKings, Wentz is up at the top. He's the second highest priced quarterback. But on FanDuel, there's seven other quarterbacks that are more expensive than him. So he kind of jumps out of the page when you're looking at FanDuel. But for Cam Cam Newton, a guy we talk about, I think, a lot on cash you know, on this show for sure. We didn't get to talk about him last week. It was one of his down games. But he still hit the 15-point mark. He's hit it in every single week so far. We didn't talk about him because it was the Thursday night game. I expect this offense to bounce back. He leads the league in rushing yards among quarterbacks. So you have that. That safety floor there also has four rushing touchdowns. The Lions rank the Lions. They rank 31st and past DVOA according to Football Outsiders. So it's a really good matchup for him. And he has at least two passing touchdowns in eight straight games. So that's just a solid floor. And last week we saw Mitch Trubisky. Some similarities between the two quarterbacks. They can both move around a little bit. And he threw for 355 yards against this Lions defense and just looks checked out right now. So uh, I feel pretty good about Cam. All right. 
You is that it for is that it for the the quarterbacks you want to hit on Cam and Wentz? Hey, All you right. Know, this, don't get too cute this week, right? Breeze, look at the high totals and Breeze and Wentz, and then and then Cam and we'll talk about a couple. I will certainly talk about a couple flyers and tournaments in a little bit. All right, then let's move it over to the running back position. Ben, you're paying up at the position, but who are you going to pay up for? Always, and uh, you know you're paying Mr. up for D. always. I've never always, heard of such a player. Get him always in there. wanting to play the studs at running back in cash. Oh, and, I uh, see. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, Mr. David Johnson almost went over 100 rushing and receiving yards last week. He got bl- close in both categories. And that's exactly – he reminded us exactly the type of player he is. His talent never went away. He's one of the best running backs I've ever laid eyes on. And now that Byron Leftwich is the offensive coordinator, we're seeing things – go in the right direction. He saw 28 opportunities last week, which was a season high, turned it into 183 total yards, two touchdowns. And now he gets to play at home against this awful Raiders team uh, that my buddy who listens to the podcast that is a Raiders fan, uh, you know, had to text me and and tell me to stop talking trash about them. But I'm sorry, Tell them to be better. (laughs) I'm sorry, David. They're terrible. They need to be better. Um, they rank 30th in rushing yards allowed per game and 23rd in run DVOA. DJ has been seeing the volume all year. Now it's starting to pay dividends, and this matchup is absolutely going to allow that to happen. And then, you know, there's a lot of studs this week, and I'm just kind of going through the prices. And James Conner, you know, I see he's at $7,200 on DraftKings, and I'm just kind of thinking, like, really? So we're keeping him at the same price that he's been at for kind of like a month, even though he's continued to ball out and teammates are raiding Le'Veon Bell's locker? Like, I get that it's against the Jaguars, but this Jaguars defense is not exactly what we've seen uh, the year before. They haven't been as dominant. They're, they only rank 18th in rushing yards allowed per game. Granted, they're still 7th in run DVOA, which is solid. But I'm going to go with the stud offense over the stud defense. And James Conner is in one of the best offenses in football. So the volume is there. The talent is there. Uh, and, you know, it's just a situation where at $7,200 in cash, he's going to give us a solid floor. And he still offers us that high ceiling. Like a couple weeks ago, I didn't want to necessarily play him against the Ravens, but around the same price range, he still went nuclear. He's in concussion protocol, which might scare some folks, but as long as he's cleared to go, that means the symptoms are gone, and that means he should be okay and ready to roll. So I'm into Connor again at that price. All right, Meany, what do you got? Uh, my favorite play of the whole entire week is Ezekiel Elliott. Like, I just, I, I've liked what I've seen so far. You bring in Amari Cooper. Now, that first game against the Titans, like, overall, not a great game, but he still found the end zone. And you, can you imagine Amari Cooper had never been targeted in the first drive of a game all year long until he got Sounds to like Dallas. the Raiders. Sounds like wow. the Raiders. Sorry, David. Um, but it does sound <laughs> like the Raiders. You know, Zeke. Very strong last week and against a tough run defense in Philadelphia. I mean, at least on paper and in and, and the box score, they've been really good against running backs over the past three years now. So Zeke had his way, 151 rushing yards, 19 carries, caught six balls for 36 yards. He right now has a career high, 48 targets and 35 catches. He's only played nine games. So you stretch the defense out a little bit. That helps this offense roll. I like Dak as well. I like Zeke and I like Amari Cooper. And for Atlanta, they've allowed a league high 76 catches to running backs this year. It's no surprise they allowed the most catches to running backs last year, 110. They've also given up a league high 5.2 yards per carry. You're going to have to spend up for Ezekiel Elliott, but I think he's totally worth it. 
four catches in in five straight games and and just getting at least four catches sorry in five games and 10 of 12 catches uh, the targets rather have just been there like i'm tripping up over my words because yeah. i just love zeke love so it. much um, all right and, all and right I'm getting ahead of myself because Richie Rich over here. Like, right. Let's help the people out with some some lower value plays. Well, you see who's next on the list. Let's give some love to David and maybe his Oakland Raiders uh, and Doug Martin. Oh. And Doug Martin. Uh, I feel pretty sick to oh, my no. stomach even talking about it. Oh, no, that's right. You look at this slate. There's six teams on by. Ben and I touched on it earlier before we got on. Like, How do you... How do you get all of these studs in your lineup without looking at maybe just someone cheap? And who stands out to me? And actually, Martin does just a little bit. And and the last three games, 5.5 yards per carry, 4.5 yards per carry, and 4.1 yards per carry. 15 carries last week was a that season high sounds like high it's going down, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. 15 carries, a season high for him last week. Uh, okay. Also, 92 total yards, season high for him. Outtouch Jalen Richard, okay. 18 to 8. He's got seven targets, okay. six catches over that span, double-digit fantasy points in two of the last three. Arizona has allowed 13 rushing touchdowns, the second most in football. They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points and rushing yards per game to running backs as well. So here we like it's. I know it doesn't feel great, but if you're on DraftKings and you are going to spend up for a top-tier quarterback and you are going to spend up for a couple running backs in DraftKings in particular, you can get yourself a decent lineup by spending down. Like I shy away from Martin because the upside doesn't seem to be there with this Oakland Raiders team, but there's a lot of missing bodies like all over in terms of wide receivers. So you could see a few catches. It just allows you to do a couple other things. I know I don't feel great and it feels dirty to even yeah. mention it. But Man, Meanie, that's why you're the best because my <laughs> face is still green, but I haven't vomited yet. And you actually made that sound somewhat reliable. So grab some Listerine. Go. <laughs> Give it a good swish, get the taste out your mouth, and then Ben's going to talk about some wide receivers. Yeah, sure. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Again, we got to go high, right? Because this will allow yeah. you to do that. So he's balled out of late. I, I don't, ex- I don't expect you know it, it, him to have a bad game in this matchup against Tampa Bay, right? It's, it's just their defense. We've talked about them all year long. They've allowed the most points per game, the second most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Beckham, 102 targets, is the third most in the league. Double digit looks in seven straight games in every single game, but one. The one game he didn't. He had nine targets, so he's been heavily involved and even recently more so four touchdowns in his past five games, over 350 yards in his last three contests. So Odell Beckham Jr. And then Corey Davis is another guy who I think is training up. Maybe it's because of Marcus Mariota. A pretty good call from you last week, Ben. He looks healthy. He's throwing the ball more and he's utilizing his best target. Corey Davis, back-to-back games with 10 targets, 13 grabs, 181 yards, and a touchdown in his past two contests. So I, I like this matchup. I know, Mike, we've talked a lot about the Colts not being you know, a great defense and, and just overall 27th against uh, the pass. So Shout-out uh, to Blake Bortles, Moncrief. Super stack yeah, of the week. Absolutely. A fantastic call. And, and, a, and a huge touchdown play, right? 80 yards, yes. and the secondary has just struggled all season long, right? So not just Moncrief, Seth Roberts, Brandon LaFell the week before that each had each found the end zone, so it's a pretty good spot um, for Davis. All right, Ben, who you got? Yeah, let's keep talking about affordable wide receivers that should cost more money like Corey Davis, and let's keep picking on the Raiders because Larry Fitzgerald is only $5,600. He has seen double-digit targets in both games under offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, and he gets to play at home against this Raiders defense that's 21st in passing yards allowed per game. They're dead last in pass DVOA, so he should provide some consistency. And then it's Amari Cooper, and right now I'm stacking Dak and Cooper in cash 
because Cooper comes over. We know that they're going to continue to pepper him with targets because they just gave up a first round pick for him. They needed somebody, their weapons, you know, want to talk about Doug Martin making me sick. Just look at their pass catchers before Cooper came in and he's seeing the volume in his first, granted, it's a very small sample size, but he's seeing the volume. He's averaged nine targets per game in two contests. And again, He's got that favorable matchup as well against this Falcons defense that's 30th in passing yards allowed and 29th in pass DVOA. And he's only $5,400. I don't understand how, you know, seeing what he's been in this offense for two games, I don't understand how he's not at least closer to 6000 So I'm going to put him in. It's going to give me some salary savings to go get some other guys. All right, and Ben, hit me with that chop block attack at the tight end position. Give me, give me the guy you want to spend up for and then one you want to spend down for. Well, I mean, I stole it from Meany because he's. Been, I feel like he's been on Team Zach Ertz for a long time. But look at you know this game. Look at how good Zach Ertz is. This Wentz and Ertz connection is just it. It can't be beat. I mean, Ertz is fourth in the league in targets per game. He's seeing over eleven. He's coming off of a monster performance where he saw sixteen targets. He caught fourteen passes, one hundred forty-five yards, and two touchdowns. And the Eagles had to throw in that game. We didn't think that they were going to have to throw. Uh, as much as they had to against the Cowboys, but that's what happened. Well, now they're on the road against the Saints and this Saints pass defense that, uh, you know, their run defense is really good, as we kind of touched on last week, but their pass defense can be beat. So Ertz is, uh, even though he's like the, he's so much more expensive than any other tight end on the slate, that's because he's by far the best on the slate. But if you are looking to save money, I don't hate going all the way down to rookie Seals Jones. Again, picking on this Raiders defense because Seals Jones is only $2,900. He caught five of nine targets for 51 yards last week, and uh, he's been running more pass routes under Leftwich, which I think makes sense. He is a weapon, and the Cardinals need as many weapons as possible. So this is a good spot, and you know I always like to talk about at least some cheap tight end options in cash because that's generally my process, even though Ertz is in such a smash spot. Seals Jones makes sense if you're, you know, you, you can't pass up on Kamara and Zeke and, you know, Odell Beckham, like we've talked about, you're going to have to save money somewhere and you might have to do it at the tight end position. So Seals Jones is an option. And Chris Meany's got an option here that's kind of right in the middle. He's the medium. He is the room temperature water of this discussion. Who you got? <laughs> yeah, those are my two favorite tight ends. By the way, Zach Ertz is on pace for the best season ever from a tight end. Like, Witten, 110 Woo. catches, the most. Rob Gronkowski, just over 1,300 yards, the most. Ertz on pace for 133 catches and over 1,400 yards. And you're right. Like, it's, it's goodness. Carson Wentz's boy, and he's going to continue to look his way nonstop. Evan Ingram didn't really do anything in towards till like the later part of last week, Monday night against San Francisco. And I was wondering, where is Ingram? Like, where has he been? Seriously? Yeah. Like what is going yeah. on here? A part of it is on the offensive line, Eli Manning, of course. And in this matchup here, it's, it's one of the highest totals, 52 points and both defenses. Uh, not great. Certainly Tampa Bay is not great at all. They've allowed a league high 701 yards, two tight ends. They've surrendered the second most fantasy points to the position and five touchdowns to tight ends over their last seven games. So Ingram is, is he may be more of a tournament play. I like Ertz if you're going to spend up, and I really like Ricky Seals-Jones, but uh, I think Ingram's in a good spot this week. All right, give me your DST play, Meany. Yeah, I'll, I'll roll with the Steelers. Um, you know, 31 sacks, first in the league. They have three return touchdowns. I know we were on Blake Bortles last week as being a sneaky little play, but this is a tougher matchup for him. He's throwing eight picks on the season. So there's a couple defenses I like, and I know Ben's going to take one away here now. 
All right, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Price aside, the Ravens are by far my favorite defense. And then you look at the price, and they're only $3,200, which is affordable enough. I mean, the Ravens rank second in yards per game allowed and second in points allowed. Now they get to play at home against a Bagels offense that's probably going to be without A.J. Green again. And they haven't – like. I've been kind of paying attention to this kind of all year. They were putting up a ton of points, but if you look at the offense, the Bengals' offense in terms of yards per game, they were middle of the pack, and now without A.J. Green, they rank 25th in yards per game on the year. So I think that they've actually been a better offense than they've seemed, and now they have all of these injuries, and we saw it happen last week. I mean, they couldn't do anything against the Saints, and I see the same thing happening here. The Ravens are a lock play. Before we move into the tournament plays, want to remind you about the Ultimate DFS Pass, our premium resource, the only premium resource that you need to enter into FanDuel DraftKings. Get that leg up, get the advantage, get premium content from these fellas, Ben, Chris, Jake Seeley, some really cool tools as well. I've, I've mentioned before, the price has come down for the remainder of the season. Still, tons and tons of time to fully take advantage to get the most out of the ultimate DFS pass. So I encourage you all to check that out at ultimatedfspass.com. And I got to thank Pristine Auction for sponsoring today's show. Pristine Auction, the best sports memorabilia website of all time. This is where I get all of my authentic signatures. All of my gear, my cool collectible gear is from Pristine Auction. I just loaded up. Ladies and gentlemen, the fantasy footballers, as you know, the Megalodon show is coming. Well, maybe you didn't know. And now you know that the Megalodon show is coming, and I just loaded up because we're going to have a massive giveaway of stuff from Pristine Auction, and that's where it always comes from because I'm getting deals, I'm getting steals. You can too. Hundreds of new things up there every single day. Go check it out. Pristine Auction, that's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. Making the account is completely free. Bidding on stuff is completely free. You don't pay unless you win. If you do make that free account, let them know that you heard about them from the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. All right, let's talk about those tournament plays. You down with GPP? All right, Chris Meany. <laughs> let's let's talk about these tournament QBs. Yeah, I could sense something in your voice. You're you're not uh, super no. uh, excited about it. No, uh, I, look, I love it. I love listen, it. We got to be a little bit different around here. So, and especially in tournaments with uh, six teams on by, like we've already mentioned. So, Deshaun Watson's the first quarterback I'm going to talk about. Seven passing touchdowns in his last two games. Comes in with the fourth most rushing yards among quarterbacks. And Washington's defense just allowed 406 passing yards to Ryan. Fitzpatrick. They've surrendered at least 316 passing yards in each of their past three games. And overall, they're allowing the eighth most passing yards per game and ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I'm going to talk about a wide receiver a little bit later on and, and pick apart their secondary. And then my let's get nuts quarterback for the week is Josh Rosen. Listen, it worked out for us last week. The Blake Bortles, we were trying to go cheap. All we needed was 20 fantasy points from him. We got it. And and listen, I, I, what stands out to me uh, is Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, yeah. 22 fantasy points against the Oakland Raiders, right? If a guy with no Wikipedia page yeah. and not getting any love in San Fran as the third, fourth string quarterback can go in against Oakland and get it done, I think that Rosen can. And look, Ben likes all of his weapons. I like them all, too. I like Ricky yep. Seals-Jones. I, I like Larry I Fitzgerald. I love the Rosen call. And I love David Johnson. So why not 
why not like his quarterback? He threw for 252 yards, two touchdowns two weeks ago, finished with exactly what I want, at least 20 fantasy points. So I think he can return value. He's thrown the ball at least 39 times in each of his past three games. It's a prime matchup. Ben has already rattled off a couple, you know, stats that really just jump out at you. And again, sorry, David, but the sixth most yards per game, the third most (laughs) points per game, the third most passing touchdowns allowed in the NFL. Football Outsiders has them as the third worst defense in the league and the worst against the pass. So this is a pretty good spot for Rosen. Throw a couple touchdowns to DJ or throw a couple to Fitzgerald and you're on your way. And he's so cheap. So cheap. Shout out to David Cavish. He's a good guy. 4,800 bucks for, for Rosen on DK. He also your your buddy David I think now owes you like fifty dollars <laughs> for for giving <laughs> right. him a shout out on the show. Like All right, Ben, play. let's hear your quarterbacks. Well, Tennessee's on a roll, and it's not just Mariota and the offense that's getting it done. Their defense actually leads the league in points per game allowed at sixteen point eight. So I think that you know a lot of people are picking up on this and are realizing that you know they're a pretty good team and their defense is is solid, but. Having said all that, as Meanie just said, we have to get a little nuts in tournaments. That's always the thought process. And I am very interested in Andrew Luck playing at home in his dome, as I always talk about uh, Drew Brees in New Orleans. And Luck has been so good all year. And I'm always going to side with the, the offense that I feel confident in over the defense, or at least most of the time, especially when they're at home. Luck ranks 13th in passing yards per game. He's second in the league in pass touchdowns with 26. T.Y. Hilton's healthy now. Both tight ends are there. Whether it's Doyle or Ebron, we feel pretty strongly that at least one of them are going to get it done. And I think that Luck should be pretty low owned because of the fact that there's some, you know, there's a lot of talk about this Titans team and the fact that, you know, it, it just feels like Luck's kind of just continuing to fly under the radar due to everything that happened over the last year. So into that, and then on the other side of the ball in this Cowboys-Falcons game, Matt Ryan has a really good matchup as well, and Matt Ryan has been so good. He leads the league in passing yards per game with 335 yards per contest. Julio Jones can't stop going over 100 yards, and he's actually finding the end zone now, and the Cowboys rank 26th in pass DVOA. So there's a lot of reasons to like him in tournaments as well. And also, real quick, I should throw in, Devontae Freeman goes on IR, and even though we don't need our quarterbacks to have volume, that's helped Ryan because Atlanta's seventh in pass attempts per game with 40, uh, and I think part of that is because they don't have a super reliable run game. Tevin Coleman got it done a couple weeks ago, but he caught two touchdown passes. So this is Matt Ryan's offense, and I always love that extra upside of a really good quarterback who you know you don't have to be too afraid that the offense is going to have two or three rushing touchdowns, which is going to kind of take away from a good day. So this is Matt Ryan's offense should be a good high scoring game. And they are at home as well in their dome. Chris Meany. Yeah, it's a good call. You know, much like breeze, Ryan has just been awesome at home. 360 passing yards per game, 14 to one touchdown to interception ratio at home. is just remarkable, you know, for, for running backs again, it's, it's so tough not to, to spend up. So I'll, I'll kind of go high and low here and, and Christian McCaffrey, Ben's boy, uh, it took him seven games to get his first rushing touchdown, and now he has a rushing touchdown in three straight games, four over that span, and seven total scores in his last three games, at least 77 rushing yards in the past two contests. You know, nobody plays more than Christian McCaffrey, and they just let go of C.J. Anderson, so there's no threat of even Anderson coming on and getting his one or two carries uh, that he gets a, a game. So 14 catches 
for McCaffrey in his past three contests. 63 targets, 54 grabs, both ranked fourth among running backs. And the Lions have struggled against running backs all season long. They've allowed the fifth most rushing yards per game and the ninth most fantasy points to the position. And they rank 25th against the run, according to Football Outsiders. So you can feel good about McCaffrey. And then Mark Ingram, this could be an Ingram game. You know, it actually could be yeah, this a Kamara is interesting. An Ingram game this week. I mean, the Mm. Saints are the biggest favorite on the board. They're at home. They're favored by nine. I feel like they should be favored by 14 in this game. So you you saw last week when they were up big against the Bengals, Ingram comes up with one of his best games of the season. And he he had 162 yards last week. We saw Zeke run all over the Eagles last week and, and just kill the clock. He had over 150 yards against them. So I think the Saints could get up big in this game and they could lean on Mark Ingram. And it's a tournament play. It's not one that you can feel great about in cash because every Everything goes through Camara, but at the end of the day, Ingram, if you look at last season, he was still top five in red zone rushing opportunities. He was getting a lot of that work when they got down there. He can also catch. The Eagles have allowed the fourth most catches, 61 to running back. So I think it could be a sneaky little play. As much as I love Breeze and Michael Thomas, who not even mentioning, who is awesome, it could certainly be a heavy workload for Ingram if this game does get out of hand. All right, Ben, let's hear those running backs. Yeah, so Alex Collins feels pretty gross. No, but... he feels great this week. I love. Okay, Collins. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of reasons to like it. First of all, he's only forty four hundred dollars, which is super cheap. And you know, we know how good he was in the second half of last season. You go look at what the workload has been. It sounds like Ty Montgomery might not even be active again. And I like Buck Allen, but Collins has 107 rush attempts on the year compared to Buck Allen's 39. So in the correct game script, we're going to see Alex Collins be the guy. And we just saw Mark Ingram do it last week against the Bengals because this Bengals defense has been bad for a a while. And now the Bengals offense is going to follow suit with all of their injuries. And so at home, This should be a really solid uh, spot and a really solid game for this Ravens offense. And that should mean good things for Alex Collins, who I feel like has been completely off the radar all year. That's why I say pretty gross. And he hasn't had that many big games. So let everybody sleep on him. Take the salary savings here. And this could be a game where he has over 100 rushing yards and two touchdowns and pulls similar to what Mark Ingram did last week against this same team at a same salary and at a low ownership percentage, really into it. And then going back up to the studs, I see Melvin Gordon, uh, you know, falling through the cracks because there's so many guys, McCaffrey, Kamara, Zeke, David Johnson. But Melvin Gordon, again, as I talked about a couple weeks ago, like let's not forget how good he's been, fifth in opportunities per game. He's on a great offense that's put it together this year. They're eighth in yards per game, 10th in points per game. And the Broncos' defense has struggled against the run most of the season. They're 26 in rushing yards allowed per game, middle of the pack and run DVOA. This game is also in L.A. Uh, that's going to favor the Chargers as well. So he's expensive. He should be low-owned. Um, those are reasons to be interested in a stud a workhorse running back in tournaments. Let the record show that my friend Ben Cummins started an argument with Alex Collins being gross and then shortly after saying, I like Buck Allen. Now that is... I've always been a Buck Allen truther. That is disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Doug Martin talk and Buck Allen talk. This is your your week 11. Mute your microphone, good sir. Ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, no. All right, Chris Meany, let's talk some wide receivers. 
Yeah, I'm going to go uh, you know, off the radar here, too, with a couple wideouts that check in under five grand on DK. As you'll see with my thank lineup you. later, I want to uh, want to spend up. What's that? Hey, what? I said thank you for, for oh. saving some money. <laughs> Mr. Melvin Gordon Moneybags over here. <laughs> okay. So, Alex Collins is 4,400. I know. Yeah. All right. Let's go DT. Demarius Thomas. Uh, his first game with Houston, oh. three catches, 61 yards, and not a lot to like, but it was his first game against his former team. Maybe he didn't know the playbook. Coming off the bye, maybe he knows it a little bit more. And as I talked about Deshaun Watson, I like that matchup and the fact that Fitzpatrick was able to throw over 400 yards against Washington. I'm not completely buying into this Redskins defense, to be honest. And then I look at just their schedule and what wide receivers have done over the past few weeks against them. Week 10, Chris Godwin. 103 yards. Julio Jones is Julio Jones, even still 121 yards and a touchdown. Calvin Ridley had 71 and a touchdown. Week eight, OBJ, 136 yards. Week seven, Michael Gallup, 81 yards and a touchdown. Week six, Funches, 74 and a touchdown. Torrey Smith had his best game of the season, also found the end zone. Traquan Smith, two touchdowns and 111 yards in week five. Week four, they were on a bye. Week three, Adams and Allison combined for over 120 yards and two touchdowns. So I think DT in this price point, Maybe that means DeAndre Hopkins is going to go off, certainly, but um, you're going to be able to save some dough with Demarius Thomas. And then Nelson Aguilar, you know, he's he's not phased out of this offense, and I know Golden Tate will probably play a few more snaps and get more involved in this game, but Aguilar is going to be a player in in this offense. And, and last week, he they took a shot downfield with him. He had seven Finally. targets, five catches, 83 yards. That's right. He's going to be the deep threat here. And again, the Saints are going to have their way. The Eagles have no run game, just none at all. I don't know if Lane Johnson is going to come back. Keep an eye on that. But if he does, doesn't play, they're still going to struggle against the run. And the Saints have been the best team against the run. So I just don't see too many running backs, and they have a lot of them, getting involved in this game. So Nelson Aguilar in a good matchup. I mentioned the Saints secondary when I was talking about Carson Wentz, and they've allowed a league-high 42 fantasy points per game to wide receivers. So Aguilar, I think, is off everybody's radar. Again, it's one of the, it's actually is the highest total on the main slate, and he's $4,100 on DraftKings. He may not be getting phased out, but he feels a little bit like Michael J. Fox in the photo from Back to the Future. I mean, he was he was a what little a bit alive. I get it with the one deep shot. I I don't mind the call saving that money. That's that's what our listeners need to hear about. All right, Ben, who you got? Yeah, and Mini, I love all of. Oh those, come on, uh, Ben! <laughs> no, 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 no! I got to jump in here on this DT call because I love all of those thoughts. No, no, that's not what I'm upset about. I'm upset about you. You you have you you're using all of your money on two players. Get out of here. (laughs) Well, Meany hit him low, and we're doing the team hit him high here. Uh, Real quick, though, to throw in a salary saver, I like those points about the Texans offense in tournaments. That's why if Kiki QT plays, I prefer him over Demarius Thomas. So there's a tournament salary saver. All right. Uh, But to talk about a couple studs, yes, they do cost a little bit of money. But Alshon Jeffrey has had two down games in a row. People are going to gravitate to Zach Ertz for good reason. But all the more reason to be intrigued by Alshon in tournaments in this amazing matchup. We've already touched on it. Uh, Don't need to go too in-depth. But Jeffrey has seen a healthy 8.7 targets per game. So don't forget that. But I have to remind everybody that Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown. Why? People don't need that reminder, but it is on the road against Jalen Ramsey. And Antonio Brown is $1,000 cheaper than the highest-priced wide receiver on DraftKings. That should never happen, ever, ever should that happen. And yes, I'm tweeting about Vance McDonald, what he did against these Jaguars in the playoffs last year because that was amazing. But – 
let's not forget that Antonio Brown at less than 100% coming off missed time with a calf injury comes out and roasts this same secondary and has a humongous game. I believe two touchdowns over 100 yards. He was amazing. He's Antonio Brown. He's cheap enough to where you don't have to, you know, oh, if I'm playing him, I have to, you know, cut another set out of my lineup. No, he's in that same price range as he's cheaper than Hopkins. He's cheaper than Beckham. He's cheaper than Thomas. And he should be somewhat low owned because people will be afraid of the matchup. But it's Antonio Brown, people. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Ben, real quick. Let's talk through this tight end who... It's shockingly, because uh, I have was not prepared. Like I said, we we tried to formulate our lineups with independent observations. This fella may okay. or may not find his way into my lineup. Uh, he's in mine too. Okay, what? <laughs> Dang it, Meanie! Uh, absolutely, I'm man. coming with all these sneaky plays, and I'm talking about Janu Smith. Tennessee oh, yeah. Titans. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I already talked about Ricky Seals Jones at 2,900. So we're giving the people some cheap options. Johnu Smith. Okay. So I was playing the primetime slate a couple weeks ago and I decided to roll with Johnu Smith and I, I'm just looking at it and I'm like, he has not done anything. And I expected him to replace Delaney Walker and be somewhat. We uh, all did. You know, rely- yeah. Because yeah. Johnu Smith is good. And you can't tell me otherwise. He just wasn't being utilized properly. Then in that primetime game, Mariota misses him. They like to line him up as a fullback and have him run routes. And he's a freak athlete. Mariota doesn't see him wide open for like a 60-yard touchdown, but then he ends up getting the score later in the game. And I'm like, okay, finally, he scores another touchdown again last week and had a couple other catches. He's now totaled 78 receiving yards and two touchdowns over the past two weeks. The volume is still not there to feel super good about it, but he's still only $2,700 in a pretty good matchup against the Colts, a very good matchup, actually. The Colts are 24th in passing yards allowed per game and 27th in pass DVOA. And I still don't see a lot of people hopping on board with this one. Some will, but not enough for him to be high-owned to the point where it doesn't make sense. And I didn't know which one you guys were talking about because let me also throw out yeah, real this is quick who I'm talking about, James yeah. O'Shaughnessy, Austin Safarian Jenkins, and Niles Paul both out for the season, I believe, for the Jaguars. That leaves O'Shaughnessy as the guy. He was banged up, but he comes back. He played 69% of the snaps last week. He caught five of six targets for 46 yards. Uh, and his matchup is fairly solid as well. The Steelers, 19th in passing yards allowed per game, 19th in pass DVOA, and middle of the pack, 18th in DVOA against tight ends as well. Nobody's going to be playing this guy, and he's essentially minimum price. He's $2,600. All right, let's 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 move into our favorite stacks of the week. Stack attack. All right, Chris Meany, you're, you find yourself starting lineups with which two fellas? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm saving money this week, and I'm spending up at the running back position. So at I, least I like one Rosen. of us is saving money, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I love the O'Shaughnessy call. Um, he's we'll talk about him a little bit, but yeah. So Rosen and Larry Fitzgerald. Love I mean, it. It's, it's it's a cheap stack. At four forty eight hundred dollars for Rosen and fifty six hundred dollars for Fitzgerald, and you could also play DJ in there if you want. Like this is the time to roll out Arizona. That's my kind of stack, Chris Meany. All right, yeah. Ben, who's your favorite stack? 
That is a solid stack. Yes, I admittedly am not saving money, but screw it. We're just, you know, we're maxing out the credit card here. I, you know, I think it's probably become a theme when the Saints are at home in one of my favorite fantasy games, if not the best fantasy game on the slate. I want the trio of Breeze, Kamara, and Thomas. And that's worked out pretty well for me so far. And let's run it back with Zach Ertz. And I don't care if you want to run it back with Alshon Jeffrey, but this game has so much fantasy goodness to it. The Eagles have struggled this year. But I don't really get it because Carson Wentz hasn't. He's come back and he's been so good all year, um, at least for fantasy, over 300 yards or three touchdowns in like six straight games. There's going to be so many uh, fantasy points scored in this game, and I want a lot of it. All right, I'm going to save my stack for the release, the Woo. the debut of my team, which may shock you. Oh, I'm excited. DFS Battle Royale. All right, I guess I'll kick it off then because I've alluded to it, but I'm going with the mega stack here. I'm going with Saquon Barkley. Mm, that's what I thought. I'm going uh, with Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm capping it off with Eli, Eli Manning. You're darn right I'm getting Eli Manning in there. $5,200. He's been doing enough to get it done, enough that uh, I, I can trust him against Tampa Bay when he's at home. And then my team's a little Ben style here. It's because I got Barkley. I got Beckham. I got David Johnson. I got T.Y. Hilton against mm -hmm. Tennessee. Tennessee, if you haven't been paying attention, but while they're good, wide receiver ones have been – they've been known to put up a big game big or time. two against this defense. So I, I like T.Y. Hilton. Amari Cooper is my wide receiver too. I paid up for the Arizona Cardinals defense against David's Raiders. And that means, I don't know if you're calculating it. my funds here, I'm running out of money. I'm running out fast. So Ricky Seals-Jones, $2,900. He he's going to save me at the tight end. That means I am flexing John U. Smith at oh $2,700. But because of that, I mean, Barkley, DJ, Hilton, Beckham, I am loving the how heavy my team is at the top. All right, Ben, who you got? Yeah, there's so many guys that we want to play this week, and you, we can't play them all. So I'm going to play Dak Prescott at quarterback to save some money, um, and I'm going to stack him with Amari Cooper because that also allows me to save some cash. I'm also playing Larry Fitzgerald, um, and then I'm all over the place. Let's roll back to these stud running backs. I got David Johnson. I, I just I don't feel that great about this, but James Conner at 7,200 and Leonard Fournette at 6,900, I just think they both should be more expensive, and I'm getting guaranteed workloads, um, two of the best fantasy running backs in the game. So I'm going to lock them in, mm. and I still have enough funds to play Zach Ertz in a great game. Wow. I'm going to roll the Texans defense at $2,600. Love that price. Let's remember Washington has multiple offensive line injuries, multiple wide receiver injuries. So yeah, that's a great I love call. that. Yeah, love that price there. And I don't know if you're calculating it, but I'm running out of funds as well. Don't love this. This could change. But for now, Seth Roberts is going to be my wide receiver three. Oh, Jordy's, let's go. <laughs> Jordy's banged up. Martavis Bryant's banged up. I mean, I'm looking at it. Not I don't I'm, I don't get excited about him at all. But he's bare minimum on DraftKings 3000. I thought he'd at least be 33, 34. I can afford him. Let's throw him in there. All right, Manny, save us from ourselves. <laughs> I love it, guys. I mean, you have to do this. Uh, again, six teams on by and so many studs out there. You have to, you have to get nuts. So, uh, Josh Rosen, this is a tournament. 
Tournament lineup, folks. Okay. All right. Josh Rosen at the quarterback position. Okay. I got David Johnson in there at running back. I got Ezekiel Elliott at running back. I got Michael Thomas at wide receiver. And then Aguilar and Demarius Thomas are two wide outs that I'm, that I, I mean, I had to spend down somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And then James O'Shaughnessy, I like. I like that call, Ben. A season high, six targets, five catches, and 46 yards from him. He has 16 targets in his last three games. So, and, and the Steelers, the fifth most fantasy points allowed to tight end. So I, I'd like that call a lot. And then Larry Fitzgerald in there. At there Flex, it is. And then the Steelers, again, um, they're my defense. So I was I, wondering I, if you were going to go with a mega stack, and I was going to be yeah, sad if I'm, you weren't. I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm, I'm all in on the Arizona this week. It does, doesn't feel good, but this is the matchup. Hey, that's what you got to do. Reminder to check out the Ultimate DFS Pass. Get that low price lock. And like Ben said, there is still so much DFS to be played this season. For my colleagues... Ben Cummins, Chris Media, I am your host, Mike the Fantasy Hitman Wright. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. Good luck this weekend. Good luck all the time. Good luck in life, everyone. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.